Hey, Fort Worth, I'm Maddie Parker, and I'm honored to be the mayor of this city. We are growing, innovating, and moving forward together. It's go time in Fort Worth. Hey, Fort Worth, and welcome back to Go Time, and Happy New Year. In this podcast, I talk to interesting and innovative people in our community, and I talk to you about what's going on in your local government. This year marks the bicentennial anniversary of the oldest and proudest law enforcement agency in Texas, the Texas Rangers. The Rangers are celebrating this 200-year anniversary with events all year long, but Fort Worth is incredibly proud to have the opportunity to host the kickoff to those celebrations right here at the Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo. Here to talk about these 200 years of service and this year's celebrations is the chairman of the Texas Rangers Bicentennial Committee, Russell Molina, and a proud former Texas Ranger from Fort Worth, Bob Prince. Gentlemen, thank you both for being here. We really thank appreciate you. you. So as I told you before, it's way more fun if you talk about yourselves rather than me telling the audience who you are. Um, Bob, let me start with you. You're a proud son of Fort Worth, Arlington Heights High School grad, right? Right. Excellent. Talk, talk, about, talk about Fort Worth time and then what led you to Texas Rangers in your long career. Well, I, I was raised in Fort Worth and graduated from Arlington Heights High School and was fortunate to receive the athletic scholarship at TCU and I played football at TCU in uh, 56 to 60. So we'll pause there. What was it like watching this, this year's season and those young boys go oh, to the national championship? Incredible. It's yeah. incredible. I'm very proud of them. They had a great season. Of course, didn't have a good finish, but sure. that didn't tarnish the season. They yeah. had a great season and highest respect for them. That's a great legacy. I appreciate their efforts. Yes, absolutely. So you so you graduated from TCU, and then what? I taught school okay. uh, for six years and coached okay. in the Birdville School District. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Teaching history and learning more about the Rangers, I became interested in becoming a Texas Ranger. It's a very long. Yeah, it's incredibly selective. It, it, it's, it's a long selection process. You have to be in DPS okay. for eight years. I uh, started out as a highway patrolman and was stationed in Denton, Weatherford, and then Fort Worth for a few years in Fort Worth. And uh, uh, while I was here, since I lived back in the same area in, in Burford School District, well, I substitute teach during the day and mm. highway patrol at night. And uh, that's incredible. And that made long days, but uh, that was necessary raising four boys. So you pretty much combined the two hardest professions into one and did that for how long, teaching and as a DPS patrol officer? Uh, I believe it's 34 years. Uh, oh my gosh. I spent. Uh, Six years as a teacher coach and then mm-hmm. uh, uh, and rest of time in, in DPS. Yeah. By, in the Ranger end of it, I was in the Rangers 19 years. Okay. And, uh, uh, captain the last six and a half, seven years of my career. Okay. We're going to come back to that. Russell, tell me about yourself and how did you get involved in all these amazing efforts leading the 200-year anniversary? I'm a native Houstonian, and I've actually been on the foundation board for about 20 years. Uh, My father was a sheriff and a judge in Fort Bend County, so I've been around law enforcement my entire life. And there was a young family uh, friend of ours, Tony Liao, who ultimately became the chief of the Rangers that we had gone to high school together. And when he became captain of Company A in Houston, he put me on 
on the board. And that's when I got involved. And about six years ago, somebody talked about the bicentennial. And I thought to myself, what an opportunity to be able to really do an impactful thing for not only the Rangers, but the state of Texas as a whole. Yeah. And that's when I started working on it. And here we are. That's awesome. So the bicentennial, you've done a series of events leading up to this mark, correct? Well, we actually have been doing various outreaches to get to really the 13th, mm-hmm. which is in a couple of days, mm-hmm. uh, which is the official kickoff. Okay. And we couldn't be prouder to be at in Fort Worth and have Fort Worth be the host and the official kickoff. And really the entirety of the Fort Worth show, the three weeks is wrapped around the Ranger Bicentennial. Yes. Very special. We're honored to have you here as well. So for people that are not familiar with the Texas Rangers that are listening, I think most Texans know the hat, know the crisp white shirt, they know the prestige um, of law enforcement. But try to explain to them, Bob, what this job is really like and what it was like being a ranger. And then now that you're retired, your continued affiliation um, as a retired Texas ranger, how important this agency is for the state of Texas. Okay. The uh, Texas Rangers are a division of the, of the state police, Texas Department of Public Safety. Uh, we're a criminal law enforcement branch. And uh, an assistance agency for police departments, sheriff's departments mm-hmm. throughout the state, 254 mm-hmm. counties, and uh, we have someone assigned working in each of them, maybe several counties away working several counties, but uh, they assist in major crimes, normally major violent crimes, and uh, they, they go all the way from the crime scene to the court and final adjudication. Uh, yeah assisting local law enforcement, plus doing some distasteful things of some uh, public corruption investigations. Ever fun to work on either, yeah. Right, when they're called upon uh, with proper uh, predicate set, Mm -hmm. uh, we do uh, corruption-type investigations on elected officials. What was the most difficult case you worked on? I know it's probably hard to narrow down to one you remember well well there's uh it, it would be hard to narrow it down one of the most uh probably a case that uh was a highlight of my career and mm-hmm. several other guys career where we had a a long hostage situation where uh, a lady was kidnapped a 13 year old girl was kidnapped in Alvarado mm-hmm. and uh I've shortened it down but uh, by several gunmen, ran her brother off the road and kidnapped her, held her for a few days, and then uh, after a few days, they con uh, the uh, kidnappers contact us and or contact the dad and told the dad where to take the money mm. and br- and they'd bring the girl. Well, it after several stops where we'd go to a phone and. They'd give us further instructions. We wound up near Texarkana on Interstate 30 after a long wait. Matter of fact, our, I was a sergeant at the time, and our captain already called it off because they didn't come for hours. We still waited, and then finally called us off. And after we called off, no one had been by to pick up the people we had on ground there, uh, hiding and just before their pickup man came the suspects came and they looked suspicious we didn't know what they looked like didn't know that vehicle but we waited until they left 
and ran a check on the car, and it was stolen. And they made our car behind them, and so they pulled out and started shooting and put the hostage up in the back oh. window so we couldn't shoot back. So we had a long chase, about a 50, 55-mile chase uh, with them shooting. And uh, uh, kidnappers are always real smart. They forgot to fill their stolen car up with gas. Oh, so what a shame. they had to pull off on a county road, and it was going to go to a house, yeah. get more, get another car and more hostages. and uh, But was able to be right behind them, had a shootout. And, uh, Time ran out. The bad guys uh, uh, got hit. Yeah. The good guys got hit. Good. Rescued a hostage and 13-year-old girl and seeing that girl and her dad there on the side of the road dancing and crying and that that's a highlight to every one of us what an incredible story and despite those crazy stories you told and probably brought them home to your kids your son randy also became a texas ranger correct and what's there's a really amazing distinction for the two of you in the texas rangers the randy my son was uh, partially raised here in fort worth also mm-hmm. and and he uh followed in into the career path that I did, highway patrol, and then Texas Rangers, and we uh, uh, have the distinction now of being the only father-son captains in the history of the Rangers, but he kept on going. He wound up uh, chief of the Rangers, and then from there, he went on deputy director of uh, DPS, and he retired uh, uh, a year ago okay. after 33 years. And uh, I'm sure you're incredibly proud of his career very also. Very proud of his career. Yes, absolutely. That's great. So, uh, Russell, get, I, go ahead, let please. me Let me go back to something that Captain Prince was talking about in the sense of what the Rangers do, especially the modern Rangers today in the rural areas of Texas. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't realize the fact that when you get into the rural areas of Texas, they don't have the expertise right. and the training and the forensics and everything that's necessary when you have a violent crime. If you're in Fort Worth, Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, they have that in their mm-hmm. department already. And that's really the significance of the rangers that have always played that role in the rural areas of texas to be those experts and bring that ability for those departments to have the 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 necessary equipment and means to be able to solve these violent crimes well you saw it play out here in north texas when athena was kidnapped and later found dead the Texas Rangers were called in immediately to help with that investigation and bring some type of finality to a really tragic situation. So you're right. Absolutely. So talk about, so you've been involved as really as a volunteer because yes. you love this agency. Try to give the audience a history of the Texas Rangers. Um, and I, I could read it, but it's much more interesting come from somebody that really understands it. So Stephen F. Austin, the father of Texas, created the Rangers in 1823. It was 10 men who were there to protect the original 300 families here in Texas. Obviously, if you go back to that time period, it was very hostile, a lot of things going on, and there was protection needed to those new individuals and families that have come to before us Texas, right? Keep in mind that the Rangers actually started 13 years before Texas became Texas. And from that, they then continued with the frontier Rangers uh, and and moved into the modern era. But really, it's something that they have performed various tasks over the time that they have been in existence for what was necessary during those time periods. How many Texas Rangers are there today? 166 men and women. Okay. 
And is that number always the same or does it grow with population? So it has changed throughout the years. And I want to say right now there's 174 that's approved by the state legislature, okay. but they're always with attrition and what happens, 166 yeah. is, is kind of the number everybody points to as yeah. the active rangers. Okay. When I entered the rangers in 1974, uh, which was the year after the sesquicentennial, I was part of a six-man buildup from 86, 88 to 94. Okay. And it remained 94 until just before I retired, and it became 96. And since that time, they've yeah. grown. Do you continue in retirement to get to travel on behalf of the Rangers and talk about your experience, or how do they use well, I, retired? Well, I do some. Uh, if you retire honorably, you retire as a what they call a special Texas Ranger. Okay. You keep your commission with having some arrest authority and mm-hmm. carry the firearm authority. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yes, I proudly uh, talk to different groups, uh, schools, yeah. civic groups. Yeah, it's very special. So Russell, as you're traveling the state, and, and I'm honored that Fort Worth gets to be such an integral part of this, what do you hope more than anything that Texans will understand about the Texas Rangers? Well, part of one of our main goals is to educate about the modern ranger, who they are, what they do, why they're important, and to be a ranger, you have to be a DPS trooper first. So that's really that educational component. There's the historical piece that we obviously want to also have people be made aware of, but it's that modern and what they do today. And a lot of people, again, don't realize in these rural areas when they have the sheriff or the district attorney at the mic, there's somebody behind them in that white hat, or I should say silver belly or silver sand hat, where they are the ones who really did the investigation, but they won't go to the mic. So it's something that they've never had the spotlight on them and they've never wanted it. That's just not the role that they play. And this bicentennial now is going to provide an opportunity to be able to highlight who they are and what they do. Yeah. And you're, I understand you're also working on a scholarship fund for children of active rangers. What are the other things we hope to fundraise? What's the goal? $10 million? Is that correct? Yes, $10 okay. million. Dollars, and there's four main items we're looking to raise funds for. First and foremost is a memorial at DPS headquarters in Austin mm-hmm. to have those who have given the ultimate sacrifice something that is meaningful to them i mean their families and friends and and the members of dps i'm surprised to learn there isn't already a memorial there is one but it is totally inadequate and if you weren't paying attention or somebody didn't point it out to you you wouldn't even know what it is and there's over a hundred ranger names that are not even part of the existing memorial because when the one that is in existence today it was created under dps which dps didn't start till 1935 so that is part of what we're having a 77 foot circle with centerpiece with the texas star uh our dps trooper looking down at an old gravestone which is the first who died in the line of duty for texas which obviously was a texas ranger so that's our first and, and or one of the main goals uh that we're looking to raise funds for the second is to have a mobile traveling tractor trailer that is 53 foot long 1200 square foot of exhibit space when you do the pop-outs that will tell the history of the Rangers, which again is the history of Texas, that will travel travel to schools, rodeos, livestock shows, and businesses to create that educational component from a historical perspective, but bring them to the modern era That's as terrific. well. Did you volunteer to drive that thing around Texas, Bob? <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't yet. <laughs> I'm kidding, kidding. And then the, the third is the scholarship fund for active Ranger children going to college or vocational school 
And then the fourth is actually a ranger relief fund for active and retired rangers. Uh, so when they have a financial need that we as TRAF, uh, we step in and provide them that financial assistance. That's awesome. I might add, uh, they are very generous in giving their our, our active rangers children scholarships. While I was active, my, my son's got some, but now because of the of the reputation if the children go to quite a number of different universities here in texas these schools will match whatever the scholarship is oh that's terrific that's very big deal absolutely and and a lot of people don't realize the the rangers don't earn a lot of money right so all all of this helps a, a lot for them from a financial perspective yeah absolutely um when you think about you know the the importance really the criticality of law enforcement. This has not been an easy time in the last few years. And I had this conversation with a woman who's a Texas Ranger. She came to the National Cowgirl Hall of Fame induction ceremony. That was cool, by the way, because there were three women that came, Texas Rangers, and we stood and applauded them. Four were worth the attendance. You were there. Yes, Russell I was, was there. Yeah. Okay. Um, but in conversation, just how important it was to this particular Ranger to really elevate the prestige of this profession and how important this particular agency is for the state of Texas. I'm not really, I guess it's more of an open-ended conversation on, especially as you look back on your career in law enforcement, what do you hope the next few years looks like as we understand the importance between our police officers and law enforcement and also making sure we understand the needs of community members? Well, of course, a lot has changed since sure. I, I've been active. and But I think the changes in the range service have been very, very positive. Uh, the rangers of today uh, far excel what we did during our time with the new uh, uh, forensic mm-hmm. methods they have. And But what I would like to see continue is the respect that the rangers have and hopefully the respect that DPS has, yeah. uh, the troopers. You know, like I told uh, uh, every ranger that... Uh, work with us everyone I supervise you know not everyone can be a ranger if people just know one ranger what are they going to think of the ranger service keep that in mind that every interaction about your daily chores on duty or off duty they know you're a ranger Mm -hmm. what are they going to think of the ranger service if you're the one that they know Mm, that's poignant and we're actually using this bicentennial and the ranger flag to bring in a recruitment opportunity for all of DPS and really all of law enforcement. So part of our initiative is we're having the recruitment teams of DPS be a part of everything that we're doing to engage all the different individuals that we will be engaging with. For instance, the Fort Worth show, during the Junior Livestock show, and the move in, move out, and the various shows, we're gonna have strategically placed recruiters to be able to interact with that younger generation. So that's part of our initiative here with the Bicentennial as well. I love that. And those are some very hardworking young women and women that are in those barns. I'm a product of it. I'm an FFA 4-H kid Yeah, then you know the lifestyle for sure. Very Mm -hmm. difficult, yeah. I might add that uh, the standards in the Ranger Service, the standards in DPS and the standards in the Ranger Service are very high. Consequently, uh, there's a lot of uh, applicants for every position. Mm-hmm. Normally, there's about 100 applicants, qualified applicants, for every one position 
that comes open at ranger service. Wow. It might be but two or three a year, mm-hmm. sometimes none a year. But uh, there's we do have a lot of applicants, and when you have that, you can get the cream of the crop. Right. And we will continue that. Yeah, truly our elite officers. So how far along in your goal to $10 million are you in this campaign right now? We are at $2.3 million. Okay. Uh, and again, knowing that we are now just starting this whole initiative, so we are very confident that we will end the year fully funding all of the projects that we want to fund. Yeah. Well, I know. But for, we'll take the help, any help we can get. I was going to say, for, you know, when this podcast airs, we've already had our celebration, and you'll be there for the whole three weeks of the Stock Show Rodeo. But Fort Worth is usually pretty philanthropic. So I think you're in good company here in Fort Worth that will really believe in what you're trying to achieve on behalf of the Texas Rangers. I think it's pretty special. Yeah, yeah and we appreciate the opportunity to be able to get that message out uh, here as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you both very much for taking the time. This is thank just you, a small Mary. way that we can make sure we're broadcasting this message. Um, I've always been in a really positive way enamored with the Texas Rangers and so appreciative of your service. So to you, Captain, thank you very much. And and to thank your you, son, I guess we do we call him chief or is he, what is his title when he retired? Lieutenant Colonel. Lieutenant Colonel. Colonel. Okay, yeah. very well. Please thank him for his service as well. And to Russell, thank you for spending so much time making this possible for Texas. It's a big if, deal. If I could add, Please. go to TexasRanger2023.org okay. and you can see the full calendar of events across the state of Texas, as well as all the initiatives that we talked about here, plus plus. So wealth of information. Great. We'll add that in the notes to our podcast. Okay. Dot org. Dot org. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate you very much. Thank you very much. Y'all take care. Learn more about GoTime and nominate a future GoTime guest at fortworthtexas.gov backslash GoTime. Listen to the show wherever you get your podcast. GoTime is produced by staff here at the City of Fort Worth. Bethany Warner, Katie Reese, and John Michael Perkins. Katie and John Michael also produce our Water Utilities podcast, H2OMG. Give it a listen.